And like Roy Jones said, I said, y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Y queremos Palestina. Libre y libre y libre y viva, viva Palestina. The civil war has been quite fruitless. It's a people defending themselves against a fascist government. Now the revolution has got to be perfect. It's got to be flawless. Well, that isn't my criteria. My EMP, the podcast on the Public Pulse News Network. I am your producer, I mean TMK, alongside the uh, the whole gang, the whole team is here on our last podcast of 2021. Can you can you believe it? We're already here. Um, I hope you had a good night's sleep like Tyron Woodley did. Slept very well. Wow, yeah, man. Why must you bring up my black man shame? Ah, uh, we had to talk about it, man. I just had to mention that. As you know, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but we're all big kind of combat sports fans, all three of us. So um, you were usually more into MMA, but I am a bit of a boxing fan. But even I couldn't watch last... I couldn't even watch the spectacle last night. But... Uh, Time and Nick go to sleep. How do you y'all feel today? You say spectacle, I say debacle. Yeah, debacle. Uh, any thoughts, any feelings today before we get started? Uh, LT, Muscle, what's up? <laughs> what's the haps? You say, what's the haps, man? What, what's the haps? <laughs> Boom, bap, rap, man. Hibbity tootie, hibbity bee. I'm trying to be old school like you, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to be like you. Any uh, any thoughts, Muscle, before we get started? Any um, any thoughts on the week, the last, uh, the last few days? Oh, my gosh. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, I feel like that happens every single week, and it doesn't feel like it's going to slow down. I don't know if it's been a whirlwind, but it's definitely been some tornadoes. More on that later. More on that later, mm. if you know, you know. But uh, I wanted to start with what I think is is sort of like this normalization now of COVID. Like, remember how we—it it seems like now this is the third time we've done this where it's been like— Wow, Kate, COVID is going down, you know, vaccination rates are up. We're not going to be, you know, we can get back to normal sooner than later with no lockdown, with no of the other things that we know we need to stop a, a pandemic, you know, things that other countries have done. So I wanted to talk about COVID a little bit. Uh, and I know I I don't know if I talk about it too much or we don't talk about it enough, but there was some news this week that I really just wanted to talk about and then we can discuss Y'all good with that? Yes. All right. Sure. This, I believe, was on Friday. New York had the most COVID cases ever um, on a one-day total. I believe it was like 26,000 new COVID cases in New York on Thursday. And then on Friday, they followed it up with another 21,000. So now you're talking about the biggest two-day total of COVID cases caught since the pandemic began. And I think this is the problem with the normalization is like now we've gone from, okay, numbers are going down. I'm not saying we're not out of code red, but the numbers are going down. And then we kind of forget or whatever, you know, people have jobs, people have to go out to work and they have to do things. So now we're back there. Number two, we just passed 800,000 deaths from COVID. Um, I don't, you know, again, I don't know how to put that type of mass death into uh, context, you know, so I just let the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, of course, those numbers widely vary. I would say, in my own personal opinion, that it's probably more than that. And the last thing, and before we can, and I'll open up the discussion for everybody, and y'all can, you know, because I know y'all have thoughts. HIV, AIDS was a, tr a tremendous epidemic of its own. 
in the, in the United States, another failure of the United States government. 720,000 people died from HIV AIDS since the, the beginning of uh, that disease. We are now in the last two years have more COVID deaths than all of the deaths from HIV and AIDS. Um, so I just wanted to put those things out there and I wanted right. to open the floor so if y'all had anything to say. My, if I can, right. My, my immediate thought is how diseases propagate. The inherent social stigma associated with some that, that avoid others. You know what I'm saying? Like, so think about the fact that for a long time, HIV transmission was criminalized. Like you could go to jail for giving someone HIV, but more people have died from COVID. I mean, think about uh, standard STI practice, right? You find out you have an STI, you call the people that you've been intimate with and you say, hey, uh, I've had an STI, I need you to check yourself. Imagine if there was that kind of stigma associated with COVID, something that actually literally does kill people. Like most STIs, you go and get a treatment and it's over, but you're made to feel like a terrible person. Yeah, but people shouldn't be made to feel like a terrible person person. Of course, of course. I'm simply saying there's literally no stigma attached to COVID, which literally kills people. You know what I'm saying? No one's like, hey, I recently found out I had COVID and calls the people that they've been in immediate contact with, like, maybe you should go and get tested, which you should. Which you should. And advocates even said that, hey, you guys, in order to get people to wear masks, you guys should have done what they did with condoms and that campaign. Uh, but they didn't. I, You want to talk about stigma. The fact is, is like, remember under Trump, when all of these people started dying from COVID-19 and the cases were escalating, people were like, well, he's murdered a lot of people. He should be out of office. But now studies are saying that more people have died under Biden's administration exactly. with a vaccine. I did nothing wrong. Than compared to Trump, but it's all like, well, Biden's done his best. Look, he got the vaccine, even though the vaccine was in production like way before he ever entered office. I did nothing wrong. And how, oh, well, you guys should be more understanding. He had to deal with a lot of variants, but he was also the one and a lot of states were the ones that said, hey, an we're okay with a certain level of people dying, and so we're going to roll back mask mandates. We're going to instead criminalize people for not getting the vaccine. And there are so many ways that we could have made a mass rollout happen. Even in capitalism, look, you're always going to have some people that have uh, skepticism about drugs, right? We just have to acknowledge that, and we shouldn't necessarily demonize that, considering that the medical industry hasn't always been forthcoming about, you know, the effects of their medicine. But Imagine if it was national policy that when you got your first COVID shot, you got an automatic STEMI to go with that motherfucker, a G. And then the booster is another fucking G. Yeah, they tried that, but like way too late after the process. By then people were like, whatever, this is a trick. But also, and I think this speaks to too, when you talk about vaccine and how it should have been rolled out here in the United States, all of those companies kept their copyright patents or their trademark patents on the fucking vaccine and refused to share it globally. Meanwhile, Americans are going to these fucking countries being like, well, I'm vaccinated. And so it's fine because I'll be OK spreading the fucking covid you talk about variants and things like that, but spreading covid in other countries I, like Hawaii even had to say that, like, guys, we please stop destroying our the place that we love and the place that we've been to all of your tourism. This is not the time for tourism right now. I mean, I think this goes back to 
why I think this podcast was even really started, and that's hashtag Dem Exit. You remember how we talked, LT, about sort of Obama's eight years in presidency really hurt sort of the radical left movement? It destroyed the anti-war movement. It essentially destroyed the leftist movement. Look, even when he ran in 2008, he wasn't the quote-unquote farthest to the left. I mean, you still had Kucinich who ran to the left of him. But I was thinking about, uh, what's that guy... Um, from uh, Gravel, Mike Gravel. Yeah, Mike so Gravel. Both of those R. guys. R.I.P. Mike Gravel, actually. Right. Yeah. Were to the left of fucking uh, Obama. But because of identity politics and branding, right, he's the Pepsi of politics, all of those people were defanged. Well, if you're not into him, you know, you don't want to see black people. Right. Well, see. so I mentioned that. I mentioned that because, you know, and I think uh, Muscle was touching on this when we were, um, you know, discussing sort of what the Biden record is so far compared to what the Trump record was in terms of COVID. I did nothing wrong. And, you know, I feel like really, man, when Trump got out of office, and we talk about this a lot, everyone just went the fuck to sleep. They, uh, Joe, the, they, they, they got there, sleepy Joe Biden syndrome. areas that Biden is, is way to the right of Trump on. And Trump's a horrible person. Yeah. Biden is to the right of Trump on fucking marijuana. Bro. I carried out the policy of the United States government. And so we were also, I just wanted to mention this as well because we're talking about Dem Exit and I just like want to mention this. Charlemagne the God, not that I'm caping for this motherfucker, but Piece he of shit. interviewed Cop Mala because this is ACAB week for me. I've been feeling yeah, ACAB yes. this whole week. Uh, and basically he uh, tried to be like, Democrats are supposedly in power, but- Why uh, you can't get your man's in why, control? Why, why is Joe Manchin never voting with the rest of the Democrats? There's a block, right? Like the Democrats vote in a block. I mean, sorry, the Republicans vote in a block, but we always seem to have one dissenting voter. So interesting how there's one dissenting voter because we have one, major one person mm, majority. Mm. So interesting how that works around. So he addressed this, what I think the average American is thinking about at this time, especially a person who considers himself a Democrat or votes Democrat, you are not able to pass any legislation because Joe Manchin is, like, not voting with you. So then and, why is Biden not talking about primarying fucking Manchin? But see, this is what I'm saying. Everyone knows it's a game. Because, Everyone then, knows it's a fucking game. When a bill passes that is underfunded, that only gives a crumb, you get that crumb. And then Kamala was like, oh... Are you a Republican? Stop talking like a Republican. You're talking like a Republican. But all he... I'm talking about is Democrats. Do not come. Do not come. 800,000 people are dead in this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think at the end of the day, like, I see people move around in the world, and I'm like, how are you so unaffected by mass death? You know, and a normalization of mass death. And it's really just, it makes me Where's sad Where's your sometimes. hyper empathy? Oh. I'll never love again. Oh, I, oh my goodness. Yeah, we're <laughs> not going to go jokes. there. If you know, you know. Whew. TMK, you spoke to this too, right? That it is really hard to conceive of what 800,000 people means. And how that's really affected everything globally across the world how many artists we've lost how many scientists we've lost and that how many people like friends and family and sisters and siblings and things like that because 800,000 people is so many in the course of two years about to go on three years and people especially the congress and the executive office and the supreme court are already talking about the pandemic like well we got to talk about relief and the fact is is the pandemic has not ever 
ended for us. We didn't really get a slump before the variants hit. And what that means going into 2022 with that terror of, well, COVID's come back even stronger. There's yet another fucking variant that we have to worry about and a concern that you guys said we would get vaccinated. I mean, Biden straight up lied. What we have to do now is focus on Donald Trump. And it was like, yeah, if you get the vaccine, you'll never get sick. And I was like, that's not how vaccines work ever. And what it's been pushed <laughs> to, what it's been reduced to is like, well, it won't stop you from getting Omicron, but it greatly reduces your possibility of going to the hospital. But it also ignores like because uh, it came out in the New York Times that honestly it's the Swiss cheese model which nobody wants to really kind of follow that the way to beat the vaccine is is you have to do multiple layers of protection that includes wearing your mask washing your hands making sure like your face is covered when you're coughing and sneezing and things like that minimizing contact through social distancing and then at the end of it is like vaccination but without all the other steps just trying to jump to oh vaccinations are going to solve all of our problems is very reductive in this conversation and leaves a whole swath of people out of the conversation. Because I've been reading too for, about from disability advocates because these are the folks who are most affected, who have chronic illnesses, some of whom can't even take the vaccine. And it's like, look, the moment states and municipalities retracted the mask mandate, you put even more people in danger. And it's already been re retracted in D.C. I mean, ask yourself, how can you remove a mask mandate mandate when you haven't even, not at one time in this whole crisis, went 10 direct days without a person in your city dying of COVID. And that goes back to what I said, which is we're now at a point in America where they are they are conceding a certain amount of people are going to die from this every year, and that's okay. And I want to, I, that is not okay. I want to mention something because I think it's important. We had a friend over, not going to mention who the friend was, conversation turned to China we talk geopolitics, not just on the podcast, but every day. This is how we, this is a part of our praxis. This is what we speak about. Yeah, we can laugh, we can joke. We can smoke on some nice, you know, of course, legal, of course, I would never commit a crime. You know, the, the, the conversation comes up, well, China and United States is bad. Well, China has a higher vaccination rate and they don't even have a vaccine, ma a vaccine mandate. They go days without having COVID. And it's like, well, you can't believe China. And it's like, but can we believe the World Health Organization? Or? I mean, more, more than that, the CDC is caught with their pants down every day and no one gives a damn. Can we acknowledge that fascist countries are the countries that have the most COVID cases? Can we acknowledge that places like Cuba and China are able to have better government trust because their people trust them? I, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done with it. You know what I'm saying? For me, it comes down to what is your culture framed upon? rampant individual individualism or community if you're based around community you don't want to see your community die yeah. and this i think is like the weird what do they call it um where you can't reconcile two things what do they call it cognitive dissonance Ding! cognitive dissonance you saying well we should mandate that everyone get a vaccine but wouldn't you say that that's authoritarian but when when China tells everyone, well, you got to stay your ass home and we're going to come to your house and test every single one of you, then it's authoritarian. But you see the results. There's no COVID. But in the United States, we're telling people they have to get a vaccine. 
And also, the COVID numbers are through the roof. But this is what we talk about. We don't about. all have to, do we, right? I mean, because you know there'll be certain motherfuckers that still don't have to have this shit. The Biden administration said that they're going to still have except- exceptions in their own uh, cabinet and their own, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, the staff. Hypocriticizers. They, you know what I'm saying? So, again, I want people to, and I think, because we can talk about COVID all day, right? But let's look at COVID through a geopolitical spec, uh, 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 lens. Because it's not just the United States that's dealing with this, you know, Brazil, India, the UK, these are all fascist countries and they're run by fascists. And this is why they don't use that money for social programs. They don't put it to the medical field so you can have something in place. China built a hospital in 10 days, but we don't have hospital beds. I mean, this is the type of uh, parroting of the Biden administration that people do who are apparently on the left. This well, is what a can the ass- government do? Well, governments in other countries are doing shit. So feeding their people. I thought we was the best. I thought we was the smartest. Just ridiculous, man. And I'm so tired of hearing about what well, other countries are bad too. Well, it's a fucking spectrum. Okay, can we talk about who's number one? It's the United States. Uh, Next up, speaking of a bunch of losses, uh, a new study has come out saying that 1,500 languages could be lost in the next 100 years and that out of 7,000 documented languages, of course, this probably won't account for whether like certain dialects or languages and certain more isolated areas that develop their own um, half of languages. The study found that around half, so 3,500 languages documented are also in danger of being lost. I wanted to talk about this for a lot of reasons. First, as someone who has lost uh, one of their native languages, well, I'm Jewish too, so really as someone who's lost two native languages, because Hebrew is a reconstructed language, um, and talking about kind of the loss, because I talk about this in stories a lot too, about how the languages that we speak are different. This is why I don't believe that countries should have mandated state or national languages. They're dumb. That's not not even how languages work. But the loss that we have in the stories that we try to tell in the ways that we communicate different concepts about the universe and the reality that we live in. And the Native Indigenous peoples have faced this for ever since, you know, the colonizers came and committed genocide against their peoples. They've been struggling to reclaim a lot of their languages, uh, which were also lost and having to be forced into the religious persecution, being forced into going into English schools. And of course, the studies finding like, hey, if you make kids go to school and they are only allowed to speak one language, that increases the potential for them losing another language that they have. We have evidence of this all across the world in the United States with in Australia with the Aboriginal people um, and in in various other places because people complain about that. But how God, terrifying and sad and tragic that is because, of course, Western countries are only buckling down and being like, no, this is the mandated language. This is the only language that you can speak, particularly in America, which is trying to prevent, you know, people from speaking Spanish, which is bizarro land, um, considering that in some of those states they were Spanish first. My cousins overseas. OK, you know, they, they're all over. The, they're all, uh, all over the Middle East at this point. But. Every single one of them speaks multiple languages, especially in the United States. There seems to be like this emphasis on learning a new language while you're in high school, which makes which no is sense. Too late. Yeah, but also it's going to be a romance language. Exactly. You know how to. But, but what I'm saying is 
most people, and this is, I feel like, a part of just, like, human culture, most people learn multiple languages. It's just a part of, like, again, I don't know, in America, I guess not, you know, but in other countries, like, we be watching all these UFC fighters, they speak multiple languages. Right. Well, my argument, right, what I'm trying to get to is even when you're learning additional languages, it's still not multicultural. It's still based and founded, grounded in white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? You can learn, you can learn Spanish. You can learn sometimes Italian or you can learn French. You can't even learn a useful language like German, which would be, first off, much easier probably for an English speaker. Well, since it depends on the school. I, I, I lived on military bases, so we had the option of that. A military base. Though. We're talking <laughs> about public fucking education, man. No, that's true. That's true. I went to three different high schools. What no fucking German taught? Although you talk about the cultural transference and learning a language, because I was going to say, even in learning a language, you're still learning it from the language that it's taught in. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to use English as an example. I felt terribly superior and awfully grateful that I lived in a castle. Because, of course, English is teaching you, like, oh, well, what you need is vocabulary. But that doesn't work for things like Korea, Korean and Hebrew, which don't use the Romanized alphabet at all. Um, and TMK, you could speak to this, too, when you're talking about Arabic and the different um, and how Arabic has changed over the course of centuries. Right. right. We talk we laugh and joke about this all the time. That the English don't know how to speak English. Right. You know, I mean, right. languages change. La language is malleable. It's kind of difficult to teach language from an academic perspective. And language is meant to grow and to evolve, right? This is why, in many ways, like, Hebrew had to be reconstructed. Like, I'm pretty sure we can't talk about fucking uh, condoms in fucking ancient fucking Hebrew. I'm sure they ain't have a word for that. Imagine, though, being able to go to a school and learn Mandarin. To be able to go to a school, learn Japanese, learn Korean. You know what I'm saying? Learn Farsi. Yeah, and that's a fact. And we talk about white supremacy. Somebody mentioned it, but like, let, I just want to. This is a part of the, uh, the article that um, Musclehead had, you know, gave us for context. I just wanted to read this real quickly because we talked about Australia multiple times here, and I just wanted to read this because, you know, um, the Aboriginal people that are there. You know what I'm saying? What was the movie that y'all had recommended? I still haven't watched Rabbit it. Proof Rabbit Proof Fence. Fence. It'll fuck it's you up, man. It's a difficult man. watch. I'm Tons not of trigger warnings. Everybody gotta yeah. watch the shit, man. Rabbit proof fence. Yeah, trigger warnings, you know, check and do your research to make sure you can handle it. But I want us to read this. So, uh, quote, Australia has the dubious distinction of having one of the highest rates of language loss worldwide. Professor Felicity Minkins from University of Queensland and one of the study's co-authors said in a press release prior to co co uh, colonialization, more than 200 and 50 First Nation languages were spoken, and multilingualism was the norm. Now only 40 languages. 250, now only 40 languages are still spoken, and just 12 are learned by children. So this is what I'm saying. It's an intentional white supremacist right. uh, method to destroy the, that culture that's there and replace it with you know, col a colonial language. We see this all over um, South America, all right. over North America, uh, all North over America. the world. North America, think about how many, I yeah. mean, we don't have uh, the Quapa language anymore. We don't have, you know what I'm saying, true Navajo. We don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, Yeah, they've had to reconstruct their language or really try to preserve their languages for archival purposes because even 20 years ago, it was like, well, we're preserving it for historical purposes, not realizing like, okay, those folks are still alive. They still right. want to be able to, to speak and communicate in their own language and their own writing and now it's getting treated like the past and it's been even harder to preserve because fewer people speak it right you know how we say condos kill culture 
Really, what we mean to say is white supremacy kills culture. It kills culture. I would, uh, so I do want to just a little bit, like, yes, it is absolutely white supremacy. Australia, the United States have eradicated so many languages through colonization. But that colonization is also the important part in here because being Korean, Japan, Korea is also, a, a, it had to be a reconstructed language because when Japan went into Korea, they one of the things they absolutely did was like, you can't speak Korean, you have to speak Japanese. And it took a while for them to reconstruct their alphabet um, and to regain that once Japanese occupation ended. All right, so look, a lot of y'all know it's been incredible weather phenomena happening over the last week throughout the United States. A lot of the Great Plains have suffered. Uh, there were tornadoes that went, I think it was close to 200 miles uh, across the, the, the Midwest, and, and people were working in factories and told you'll be fired if you leave. Right now, it brings up to me several conversations. One, a concept, uh, a conversation of coercion. Right, when we talk about the left being co-opted, right, how easy it is for a human being to get canceled. But then, when we're talking about coercion, it's literally taking people's lives on a systemic level. Where is that outrage? I mean, this is a real thing. When a corporation says, so first off. If you leave, you'll get fired is coercive as fuck because they're saying, do you want to be fucking homeless, right? So now the question is, do you want to be homeless or do you want to maybe potentially fucking die? If I right now pulled out some weapon and kept you from leaving this place we cross. and like the roof fell in, I would potentially be uh, at risk for a manslaughter, at least a manslaughter charge. But then these corporations can utilize the exact same coercive pressure, in fact, way more coercive pressure, and, and, and maybe somebody will get a settlement. Like, nobody's going to go to jail for this, you know? And with tort reform, there's only so much money the families can even get from this shit. Sometimes you, I have to look at my manager and go, you know, I will punch you right in the face. That must be war. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a construct. But again, you know, working deadass, everything about working is polite violence. And sometimes it's not that polite, you know? Like, and in this situation, it was not polite. Work is just, it, it's the, now it's like the most important thing in the world to like everyone. Well, the people are not working. Uh, there's no jobs to be had oh, and people are not yeah. working. They don't want to work. They're pieces of shit for not wanting to work. And you looking at, well, here's the alternative. Would you like to be in a warehouse all day where the conditions are already terrible? And now a hurricane, or I'm sorry, a tornado. I mean, a tornado was like one of the most destructive things in They call nature. it F5, the finger of God. Yeah, it's a very serious I saw tornado. Twister, okay? And I know that was historically <laughs> yeah, accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mm, sweeping up the right. cows that's while right. they're mooing in there. Oh, God. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, again, I mean, what do you say to a loss of life that's just so senseless? You know, it's just capitalism. This is why we talk about all the intersections of all the different lenses that we have to look at in the world. Like, this is capitalism saying your life doesn't mean shit. We got to get these boxes out. And is that the world you want to live in? Capitalism, is capitalism the system that you want? Exerted by individuals. Because it's like, how are you as a manager going to look people in the eye and be like, yeah, I know there's an F5 tornado coming, but don't stop working. You want to be a member of the team, don't you? You want to be a team player. And I'm just like, why did any individual not be like, fuck this place? Do we all agree? Let's get the fuck out and get home. Safely, no, that please. happened though. There was somebody that was being advised uh, that was driving a truck, and they're like, "Yo, I want to go on shelter," and they're like, "Shelter in the truck," and the person was on the radio saying, "So you want this truck to be my coffin?" 
Like, that shit was recorded. That's what I'm saying, though. An individual who saw them, who didn't even recognize that they're separate from the capitalist machine, is telling a truck driver, again, I know there's an F5 tornado, but stay in the truck, which is the least... That, of course, ignores every safety standard anybody who lives in tornado country has ever learned. And we have these drills as children, just like we did the nuclear drills, where it's like, no, it's a tornado drill. What do you do to try to build up that muscle memory and build up that like actual memory of this is how you react in a tornado. And then all of these people, capitalism is so strong, all of these people ignored all of these warnings and trainings that you learned as a child to say, no, stay here. But so here, the, the flip for me, which is an interesting thing, I don't understand because we do worship capitalism. We say capitalism over everything. But, okay, the flip is, as early as 2016, people were writing about how China, right, once again, to bring up China, uh, spent millions of dollars on a shady project to control the weather ahead of the Beijing Olympics. Now, if that sounds scary to you, they admit, the article goes on to admit that at least 52 other countries are on record of having current weather modification programs. Um, didn't including, the United States? Including the United States. The United States has been working on weather modification, no bullshit, no cap, since at least the 1940s under a project that was called Operation Popeye. So again, right, when we're talking about things like this, if you're all of these meteorologists pretty much come from the Air Force, you're looking at meteorology as a global phenomenon and you know what are the exact conditions that lead to these fucking tornadoes. What is the point then of having weather modification technology and allowing this shit to go through? We're, we're blaming China for like, oh my God, they used weather modification to clear up the skies. I was going to say they have like DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, created HARP in Alaska for research and experience. Like- well, Harp isn't as powerful as you think it is, you know. I, swear, I don't know if you know this. Oh, okay, okay. But Harp is is uh, so again back to Harp. I'm sorry, no. it's a joke because that's what they always say when you bring up Harp. <laughs> uh, but I do want you. I'm so sorry. No, Harp is used uh, uses electromagnetic waves in order to stimulate geophysical events like the weather, earthquakes, climate change, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, and other similar weather phenomena. I think y'all make great points, and I hear exactly what you're saying. And I, I, I agree. You know, I think at this point, you know, I, you know, I'm writing a little sci-fi book myself. It's pretty incredible what uh, we are able to do now in terms of, like you said, weather modification. Like, I don't think we need to dance around and like, oh, it's a secret project. No, people are trying to She's modify the weather. Since look the up, 40s. It's 80 fucking years, yeah, man. And look up HARP, H-A-A-R-P. And if you work in a damn tornado alley, why don't you have a freaking bunker somewhere, you know, why where you can go down Why are these corporations not liable for not having bunkers that can house at least one-third of their workforce at any given moment? That's at least one-third. I, I mean, F5 tornadoes have 200-mile-per-hour winds. Not to say we can't build against that, but, Jeff like— Jeff Bezos is about to be a trillionaire. No, that's why I'm saying corporations should be building climate-resistant buildings for this reason. But also, please don't fucking stay at church. Like, I—, I They don't love you. I, they really don't. They, they won't don't replace you. you tomorrow. A member in— uh, Batman v Superman, where uh, uh, Bruce Wayne is like driving. You know, I love that scene, but he's driving through, you know, all the buildings falling. And he's on the phone with like his, uh, you know, I don't know, his second in charge. And he's like, 
oh, you guys got to get out the building. And he's like, all right, sure. While, like, the buildings are, like, collapsing around them. And it's so funny because I feel like that's what they the situation was. They needed Bruce Wayne's was. permission, yeah. Fucking Wayne's Superman and Zod are punching niggas through buildings and shit. Yeah. But Bruce ain't gave y'all to go. Yeah, that's a fact. Y'all ready to, um, you quick got any more thoughts? Hits. Quick hits? Let's quick yes. hits. Final round. Okay, so I just wanted to uh, mention this. Um, this was tweeted out by the Police Association, um, and they're asking the public to stop filming and start helping when police are attacked. The National Police Association is calling on bystanders to step in and help to see if an officer, or officer is being assaulted rather than filming it on their mobile phones in the pursuit of likes and attention. Stop filming the police is bad. The police don't like it. They want you to help them beat up a homeless person. They the like police that. police are not even obligated to offer you aid in a fucking assault. If the police can be around you getting assaulted, and the fucking Supreme Court has said police are not obligated to offer you aid. So look, them motherfuckers got body armor and fucking weapons and shit. If I help, I, how the fuck I know they ain't gonna shoot me? Oh, you was coming to fuck me up. Nah, I ain't seen shit. Hashtag help the police is what I say. Mm, that's not fascist. <laughs> uh, speaking of the pandemic, uh, an another study, uh, or a watchdog really warns, Algorithm Watch warns that all of these automated decision-making systems that were implemented in haste to say like, hey, we can do COVID tracking. If you were within uh, six feet of somebody who potentially uh, was at risk for COVID or was exposed to someone from COVID, it tells you, right? Well, guess what? This was... It exploited in order to further normalize state surveillance and monitor all of your activities. A lot of people downloaded the app so that they could be notified. And guess what? They found out a lot about where you're going, what you're doing, who you're interacting with based on who this app pinged around and or near you. And uh, automated decision-making systems were have no transparency, no adequate safeguards, and insufficient democratic debate. So, but we have all of these tracing the tracers, project um in a new reports and we're being monitored by our state even more so all of that bullshit you have to go through in an airport well now it's pretty globalized and we have it on our phones uh public pulse news on instagram public pulse news on tiktok patreon slash public pulse come um, on y'all get us right it's the end of the year uh check out our youtube we got a youtube y'all public pulse media and um you know that's my thoughts on all the plugs. Any other plugs that y'all have? Uh, get out there and get that um, Fables, Foibles, and other American Sins. I feel like we haven't plugged that. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, go out and buy that. Uh, go ahead and get the 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 physical copy and the audio get book. the audio Produced book. right here in Matrix Studios. That real um, gothic noir shit. But yo, we gonna keep bringing y'all what we like to call inner city left shit. See you soon next season. Exactly, exactly. Um, anything... You want to say muscle before we uh, we out for 2021. Yes, community is important. Please be there for yours. I know it can't be always in person. Um, the new year is scary, but be safe. We love y'all. Here's to better times. Gang. I felt terribly superior and awfully grateful that I lived in a castle. I expect you miss living in a castle, don't you? Uh, I don't know if you know this. Oh, okay, okay.